Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. You're a wizard, Harry. Turn to page 394. Of course it's happening inside your head, Harry. Why should that mean that it's not real? Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast featuring Dan. Hello, hello. I went down an octave this time. Dan. Dan. (laughs) Oh, goodness. What? All right, that's it. A great episode. Have a good night, everyone. Uh, What what are we waiting on? You're going to keep starting. Oh, did you want me to do the whole intro? Normally? Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. That's right. You, you like yeah. you babble on and you do like we're talking about the in memoriam. I was thing waiting today. for you to go into uh, all that. No, I told you you can be in charge of this one. Well, I knew you want me to do the episode, but you always do the intro part. Do I? This was a miscommunication by far. Do I normally yes. do the intro? Yes, on because you talk so much. Yes, you normally do. The you intro. usually do the intro, and then you just say, "Here, here's what we're doing." Thank so you. And so, please take it away. Okay, Thank so you, here's Dan. what we're doing. We Thank are you, doing we're getting sad. Memorial. That's what we're doing. <laughs> You're gonna be crying <laughs> today, staring at each other, and uh, this is terrible. Okay, um, we're gonna be doing a memoriam of yes. our Harry Potter series, yeah. uh, and Sammy has graciously no put some notes together and not that's not really what happened let's be more clear <laughs> on how this went ashley started this and then was like i don't know what to do with it and then i went in and added notes and then just before we recorded she said you're gonna do it you're gonna run the episode and i was like fine okay sounds great well, we all got pretty sad on the last one and ashley hosted most of it so so it's and fine i, I don't I mind hosting died. but she acted like i volunteered for this but i didn't technically volunteer it's just you did not volunteer as tribute you no. did volunteer to help me if I needed help. I did, and then you waited until yesterday to tell me <laughs> I get it because my life was crazy. That was like Tuesday. I asked you if you needed help, and you I were had, like, "I, 
You were I like, I'll get back Thursday. to you. And then Friday, you're just like, oh, by the way, now I need help. But I'm like, great. And now I work until eight tonight. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Why didn't you say that? Honestly, no, the only reason I asked is because I really didn't know what to do with this episode. No, I'm like, okay. I have the list of people. I don't know how to, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know how to present it. Yeah. It's okay. We're going to work. We're, we're going to figure it out. I think, I don't know. I don't have a great, great idea either, but we're going to just work it all out together. It'll be, it'll be fine. Okay. Absolutely. No problem. Dan's just sitting there like, I'm just going to watch this train. Dan just, he comes around for the ride. It's, it's cool. See what happens. It's cool. No worries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we have a list of, I don't even know how many people there are on this list that we are going to go through of people who have passed. And these are only actors. If there's been anybody that we've lost, that was like in the back, like the crew of some sort, we do not have them on this list. No, these are actors. Yeah. Well, we should specify that. Good point. Yeah. Okay. So the first one I'm going to start with is Paul Ritter. He was 54 years old when he passed. And I had to look up this character. I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw it on the list, he was Eldred Warple. He makes one appearance in the Half-Blood Prince at Slughorn's party, I believe. So he was one of the people that were collected by Slughorn. He's older. He's like an adult that was at the party. Mm-hmm. oh like he came back yeah for the party mm-hmm. yeah so he like wasn't a, a student par- or a, an alumni yeah. slug, slughorn party yes okay. yeah i i'm gonna be honest with you i'm sorry paul ritter but i had to look you up and see he's done other things but yeah i had to look him up and see what his character was because i had no idea yeah i almost didn't put him on the list because i didn't know who he was yeah it's okay we i i looked it up for us so there we go so rest in peace paul ritter Yes. There you go. And I did not know this. Elizabeth Spriggs, who was the fat lady portrait, I did not know that she had passed away I until you either. put this together. So that's mm-hmm. the one that kind of surprised me. I had no idea that mm-hmm. she had passed. Yeah. That was that was a bit of a surprise. Um and then we have Dave Legano, who passed at 50 years old. He was Fenrir, Greyback. Mm-hmm. And again, I really had no idea, maybe had seen it in the news when it happened, but I did not realize he had passed I, away either. either. He was not that old. He he was like, they found him like, like he went out running or something. Like they, they found yeah. him like outside, like randomly. And they said it was like a super hot day. So I don't know if he passed out from like heat exhaustion or what, but that was very sad when I was yeah. trying to look and see what happened to him. So yeah, yeah, that's super unfortunate. Uh, then we've got Hazel Douglas. She was 92 years old. Bethilda Bagshot, 92. I knew she was pretty uh, up there. She looked 92 when she was in Harry <laughs> Potter. Yes. Yes. So she, she lived a bit, a very long life mm-hmm. with a very long career. So yes, shout out to you, Hazel Douglas, 92. That's, that's a pretty, pretty good age. And then Robert Hardy, who was Cornelius Fudge, lived to be 91. Did not realize he was this old. I did not either. Okay. That makes me feel better. Cause I looked, I went back and I was like looking at pictures of him and I was like, okay, I did not realize you were that old. Mm -hmm. Didn't, I thought maybe he was in his fifties when he did these movies. So he would be in his seventies right now in my mind. Oh no, he was 91. 91 when he passed. Yeah. I couldn't believe it either. Yeah. He looked good. Yeah, yeah. he did. I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was crazy. And then we've got Paul Grant and this was another one. He passed at 56 years old. And I thought, I always think it's so sad when you see people who pass so young, you know, cause mm-hmm. that's, that's not old enough to have passed away. Yeah, he no. was actually a Gringotts goblin. 
in the very first Harry Potter movie because I was curious, you know, what mm-hmm. he played. But he had a big career. He was actually an Ewok in Return of the Jedi, you know, the Goblin in Harry Potter. Um, and he also was in the Goblin Corp in uh, the Labyrinth. He played in that too. Yeah. And he did okay. stunts on Willow. I remember when he passed. I remember hearing about this just Mm -hmm. because there were so many connections with Star Wars and Labyrinth and And, and all that. Yeah, and Harry Potter. There was a lot. Yeah. And he passed outside of uh, King Cross Station. And I was like, there's another like weird Harry Potter tie in to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was another unfortunate one. Again, just feeling Mm -hmm. so bad, you know, so young. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to acknowledge Leslie Phillips, 98 years old when he passed 98 holy cow he was the sorting hat voice and i'll be honest when we were putting this together i started looking up everyone's careers this guy dear listeners should look him up because his career is insane how many things he has done acting wise i'm gonna be real i only am like oh he's the sorting hat voice and that's the only memorable thing he will be to me but this guy had a very long and busy career up until his death so I definitely IMDb him if you're curious. It's a lot of stuff. 174. He's just a- as an actor. Yeah. Wow. I just was like reading through it. And I was like, well, we're not going to be talking about all this. I'm sorry, Leslie Phillips. <laughs> we're going to stick with the sorting hat because I cannot cover this. Right. It's so many things. And again, this is just what we were talking about in the last episode. Like there were so many people involved in Harry Potter that had such big, illustrious careers that we mm-hmm. we just didn't realize. And same thing with the kids. They didn't realize either who they were working with. So same idea. And Tomb Raider. The original, like, Angelina yeah. Jolie one. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. Sorry. I just tell you, found that up because Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of stuff. No idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Rob Knox. This was another actor. I did double look him up after Ashley had looked him up. <laughs> Um, but he was Marcus Belby. So he was also in Half-Blood Prince. He was the kid eating the ice cream um, at the table and during the dessert scene. Yeah. And he actually died just days after he filmed his Harry Potter scene, which is just terrible. So his life was cut short at age 18 in May 2008 when he was knifed outside a bar in southeast london because he was intervening intervening in a fight to protect his younger brother and i just thought that was horrible Jeez. 18 so horrible mm-hmm. yeah so that that's very sad you know mm-hmm. and yeah it's just it was a very short very. scene but he seemed to get along well with a lot of the cast he seemed pretty friendly with a lot of them too mm-hmm. even that though he wasn't in it very much the actors I can't like, imagine. Even though it was only one scene, like that had to be very difficult mm-hmm. for these young actors to hear mm-hmm. like someone they just worked with got killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That age, like barely even begun in life. For yeah, real. Just, yeah. yeah. It's way too young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was very sad too, to read about and find out what happened to him. But mm-hmm. they've really tried, his family tries to make a point of using his legacy. Um, so they're, they um, raise money, I think, to specifically try and combat like night. I think they said knifings in particular. So, you know, mm-hmm. people, you know, deaths related to that. And um, they really try and honor him like every year too with the memorial. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good. 
And then we've got Helen McCrory. She was 52 years old in April 2021 when she passed. She was Narcissa. And this one was also sad. She had cancer when she passed away. And yeah, it just everyone has such nice things to say about her. And and in the special that we just talked about last week, you got Tom talking about her and he really was welling up and you could see how important she was to him because mm-hmm. he got to spend, you know, a decent amount of time with her since she was his mom on set and yeah another one that everybody just said she was such an amazing actress and i agree like you know really this is the main thing i know her in but she was also in peaky blinders i believe when she passed she was actively still on that show Mm. but you know for us it's narcissa and she did such an amazing job embodying that character that's Mm -hmm. she's the only one i could ever see as that character we were talking about that when they reboot everything but she's another one that i couldn't see anybody else being her at all I love what Jason, or not Jason, yeah, Jason, um, mm-hmm. Isaac said uh, when um, they were talking about her, and he said the first time he worked with her, he's like, I think I just met the best female actor that I've ever worked with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, yep. just, they very much thought so highly of her. Mm-hmm. Um, they really did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's another sad one. And then we have Richard Griffiths. He was 65 years old. He was our Vernon Dursley. Again, if you don't know him outside of Harry Potter, look him up. He's had a very big career too. He was a very (laughs) well-known actor before he was in Harry Potter. And I know Daniel Radcliffe had in an interview um, had specifically talked about his very first day on set acting with him and how he was being so kind to him and helping lead him through this scene. And I thought that was wonderful too, because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously is the character a bit unpleasant, but the right. man was He's not much... actually uh, Vernon. No, no, no. The no. man was much, no. much kinder than, yeah. than Vernon Dursley. <laughs> and he actually said in a 2007 interview that I like playing Vernon Dursley in Harry Potter because that gives me a license to be horrible to kids. <laughs> I hate the odious business of sucking up to the public. It just made me laugh that he's like, oh, yeah, it's a great way to be horrible to children. <laughs> like, you fit the part. That's horrible as he was. Like, I kind of feel that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean. I get it. I get it. Honestly, like, I get some of it. Like, they did treat Harry, like, really terribly. But, I mean, I could understand, like, losing your patience with Harry Potter at times. Absolutely. Really and truly. <laughs> I could get it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. didn't know he was in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Yes, I was just about to say he was King yes. George. King George. Yes, he yeah. was King George in mm-hmm. Harry Potter um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, so yeah, because I remember when he showed up in there, I was like, "It's it's burning! <laughs> what are you doing here?" That, mm-hmm. That's literally how I look at everything. If a Harry Potter <laughs> character walks in, I'm like, oh, "Whoever," and yeah. they're like. I feel like my my friends here, they're like, Ashley, really? I'm like, yes, that's how I base everything on my life. If they were a character in Harry Potter. Because that's how we like met Neither them. one. That's how we met them. You know, it doesn't matter what they did before. That's how we know them. You know, it's fair. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, all right, Ashley, we're going to go to John Hurt next. Ugh. 77 years old. He was Ollivander. And so much more, though. John Hurt's been, again legendary legendary actor Mm -hmm. huge he was um he played the war doctor in doctor who which was one of my favorite episodes 
He was the voice of a dragon in the show Merlin, which was a um, BBC remake of of like King Arthur. Mm -hmm. Um, He was in a ton of things. And this one hurt. This one hurt a lot for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Losing John Hurt. He he his characters, I really, truly loved and and watching and just Ollivander in general, like playing Ollivander and um, his how he interacted with with harry even in just a short scene mm-hmm. um that we get at the beginning is just so cool because he kind of i feel like he's kind of the gatekeeper into your, the start of your magical mm-hmm. journey because you are getting the wand yeah um and he kind of plays that in some of the other characters that i love just this this transitional piece and um just a great great actor that that Truly. we lost too soon Truly, mm-hmm. i think it was cancer if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, oh, yeah, I, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think a lot of them were cancer that we yeah, lost early. There were so a lot of sort of disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of that listed, and that was tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, another great one. Absolutely. Well, they're all great. I mean, <laughs> as we're hitting on all of these, they're all amazing. Absolutely, they are. <sighs> they just hit for us differently on certain ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got Richard Harris. 72 years old our original albus dumbledore and when i and well to be fair i was about to say because i was looking up you know reading about them and their legacies and what i could find and you know i saw this article that was basically like you know when you pick up a harry potter book and you read it whose voice do you hear and you hear richard harris when you think of dumbledore who are you thinking about you're probably thinking richard harris and that's so true he was in two movies out of eight and yet he is so iconic for the character Mm -hmm. the way he played the character yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and he's only one of three now that have portrayed dumbledore i mean Mm -hmm. technically we have a younger dumbledore of um um jude law Mm -hmm. but still it's like it's so crazy that oh two only two movies and these others have done more mm-hmm. and you still are the one who's the most um most influential remembered. yeah yeah in, in that role yep he's the one yeah. you think of mm-hmm. the voice you hear and... mm-hmm. yeah i love yeah. what emma called him yeah I, in the special i had to write it down she's like he's he was twinkly and i was like yeah. oh what a cute way to describe yeah. the vibe you know and mm-hmm. you could just look at him now and i'm like he does look twinkly i guess yeah, spark- he, there's a spark to him just like mm-hmm. he, you know as old as he was like he never lost that sense of just wonder you know mm-hmm. just that, that spark of loving yes yeah. mm-hmm. it's so true yeah and unfortunately as you said it was cancer which is why he ultimately died just days before the second movie premiered in the u.s so yeah so unfortunate that we lost him if only we could have seen him go further in the movies you know yeah he had a little bit of a career did a lot of Mm -hmm. he did a lot of like classics like i'm seeing like hunchback of notre dame and Mm -hmm. um what's count of monte cristo yeah like a more serious actor yeah Mm -hmm. which i believe camelot he was king arthur and a camelot in the 80s just Mm -hmm. which he seems like that that type of yes actor Absolutely. more than just the block he's not the blockbuster one he's the he's the academy oscar award yes actor not the per- a the people's choice right he's not a movie star he is an actor yes mm-hmm. and yet 
And yet in here, he will forever live on the legacy because like we just said, he is our Albus Dumbledore and he will always have that now. Yep. Forever. Thank you. His Was it his child or his grandchild? Grandchild, I believe. Grandchild. Thank that, you, grandchild. Yeah. That was like, I'm never going to talk to you. <laughs> you need to never be Albus. Talk to you if you don't do this. <laughs> you need to be Albus Dumbledore. And they were right. Good they choice. Yeah. It's Friday night and the mood is right. We're going to have some fun. Show you how it's done. TGI. Get ready to relive the golden era of television at 90s con. You got it, dude. Happening at the Tampa Convention Center, September 15th through the 17th. And guess what? The Limitless Broadcasting Network is going all out with an amazing company booth that you won't want to miss. 90s Con will transport you back to the days of iconic sitcoms and beloved characters. Picture yourself hanging out with the unforgettable cast of Boy Meets World. They'll be there, ready to meet their fans and create memories that will last a lifetime. Believe in yourselves. Dream. Try. Do good. Don't you mean do well? No, I mean do good. Full House fans, get ready to meet your favorite Tanner sisters. How rude am I? <laughs> These television stars will be there to make your 90s dreams come true. And that's just the beginning. Stay tuned as 90s Con announces even more incredible television stars who will be joining us at the convention. So mark your calendars for September 15th through the 17th and head over to the Tampa Convention Center for 90s Con. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to meet your favorite stars and immerse yourself in the magic of the past. See you all at 90s Con. <sighs> okay. Oh, where are right. we going now? We're going to go with Alan Rickman. We're going to save the probably worst one for last. So although mm -hmm. those last two are pretty terrible. So the last two are the hardest. <sighs> I know. I was like, we'll just we're just going to suffer <laughs> towards the end. So we have Alan Rickman, only 69 years old when we lost him again. Uh, I read it was to cancer when he passed. Pan pancreatic cancer? Uh, prostate or pancreatic. Prost I can't remember which one it was. Um, but yeah, he was our Severus Snape. And, mm -hmm. you know, just if you look up Alan Rickman, I mean, obviously his career, first of all, is insane with the amount of things he's done. He's been he's directed pieces before and it's crazy. But they also which I did not know this, but they found his diaries and they released like excerpts of them in a book a couple years ago. Why do I have no idea? So I was like last night, like this is why I didn't get very far in doing much because I ended up like reading excerpts from his journals or his diaries from, you know, when he was out filming and talking yeah. about Harry Potter and, and, you know, he's got a very dry humor. So some of the things when you read, you're a little like, okay, like it seems like you hate everybody, but you know, that's, that's not true. Well, and it's a diary. Like he's going to exactly. put that sort of stuff in there. And reading some interviews about some of the directors when they worked with him, you know, they were like, when he was on set, he was very much channeling Severus Snape. So mm -hmm. he was like a bit, you know, they kind of didn't really enjoy he's being around method. him, standoffish. Yes. He was Snapey. But, 
Exactly. But they were like outside of it. He was very pleasant to be around. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think I saw another quote where, and I can't remember if he said about himself or someone said it about Alan Rickman, but it was basically like, you think he's a jerk. Now they did not say jerk. They used a word that starts with an A that I will not say on the podcast, but you, that he's a jerk, but he's just British. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that seems accurate. And with the voice, I think they were saying too, like in some of the interviews, it's because of the voice and his mannerisms, it can come off as a little more standoffish than what he mm-hmm. truly is or what he means when he says things. And I was like, I could see that with the deep voice and everything. It goes mm-hmm. with it. Absolutely. Uh, Emma Thompson does a con- contribution in the book. I did not. I did not see that. I was so busy reading the excerpts. I didn't even realize that. That's so nice. Yeah, I'm looking. They at, worked uh, together a lot. Him and Emma they Thompson. Did. They were on a lot of things. He directed her in a project. So yeah, mm-hmm. they. I think they, they were, were married. They were married in Love Actually. In other yes. words, marriage they in Love Actually. He was a dum dum in Love Actually. He was. <laughs> he makes me very upset in Love Actually because I love he him so much, cheating. and I'm like, why are you so stupid in this movie? Who was he? Because I've seen Love Actually. I'm trying to remember who he was. He was, um, was the, boss. the business boss man. And he and had the affair secretary. with that young lady, uh, the yeah, secretary. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he buys her the necklace and, mm, and then and Emma has Emma the amazing. The necklace. Oh, the amazing scene where she breaks down and oh, yes. I love her so oh. much. And them together is just. Perfect. Yes. So good. Yeah. I well so when Jason Isaac is described or not Jason it wasn't Jason Rafe when Rafe I said it right haha I know. Um, when Rafe was describing um Alan during the in memoriam part and the mm-hmm. in the special that we talked about last week uh he I love I, I don't think I have the exactly the line from it mm-hmm. but he was talking about that he was a magician Alan was a magician mm-hmm. at at reeling lines and he mm-hmm. he was just very it was like he's like it felt like I was fencing with another amazing actor because we're yes he he even said he's like I was kind of intimidated to do these scenes with him yeah because right? of how much he's how good he is at mm-hmm. his job um and just hearing that and and it's true. Anything you mm-hmm. saw him in from Harry Potter to something serious to, I mean, for kind of a lot, it was a villain on Die Hard, the first one, mm-hmm. right? right. First yeah. one? Yes, yes, first one. Mm-hmm. He was a, a blockbuster he is, movie. He was, he was perfection. villain of the 80s. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Really and truly, he was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there and was Sheriff a- Sheriff Nottingham also in- uh, Oh, yes, he was. Yeah. Sheriff, yeah, he's been in so many things. So many things. Mm-hmm. It's it, like I said, his career is insane. Yeah. It's and yeah. and there are big. Always be Rasputin. To you, Rasputin. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah. he Rasputin in something? In uh, like there was like a '90s uh, made-for-TV series where about like the life of Rasputin. He played him. Oh, I didn't know that. See, it's hard to even list everything they've been in. <laughs> Did you ever see him in Galaxy Quest? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> because the first the first time I was like, wait a second, what? Are you enjoying your Kepler ticks, Dr. Lazarus? Just like mother used to make. <laughs> everything he says, oh, it's just, no matter what the character is, it's the voice. I mean, and he's, yeah. he's the voice of Absalom in Alice in look Alice in Wonderland and as Alice yes. through the looking glass yes he was in those it, that voice was perfect I, I think Alan is another obvious Tim Burton big buddy buddy oh yeah you know yeah oh, yeah mm-hmm. oh um um Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh Mart- Martin the robot the depressed robot I never saw that movie oh okay yeah he played him 
Mar- okay. Marvin. Uh, I can't remember. But yeah. So many things. Just a robot who's depressed about life. Like, imagine that yeah. just in Alan Rickman's voice. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, you want to do this? Of course. I won't enjoy it. Oh, that's so great. Dogma. Like, yeah. I forgot about that. Why was he in Dogma? I can't. It's so it's funny been so to long see since I've seen that. Because he's this serious, like, anytime I think of Alan Rickman, I think just the serious actor, right. not mm-hmm. superstar, actor. Yes. But then he's in these random things like Galaxy so Quest funny. and Dogma, but he brings the series into it and it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can tell you can't take yourself too seriously and pick some of these parts, you know? It's, it's true. Right. He was in Sense and Sensibility. He was in Sense Austin, and Sensibility. One of my mm-hmm. Jane Austen ones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm hmm. <laughs> he was yes oh mm-hmm. my gosh and I he him. he did think about leaving harry potter at one point too he has a lot of criticisms in his journaling but to be fair i think i would be pretty cranky about being on sets for like all day long and mm-hmm. he's he like was making comments about sometimes it's more about the shot than it is about what's actually going on in the scene and and things like that so i would think i would be a little frustrated too as mm-hmm. you know Grown up well, and- you're also working with a bunch of teen, like little kids. Mm-hmm, for so a while. for him, this is probably like ridiculously, like it's taking ridiculously longer than it should to mm-hmm. probably do a scene. Get through some of it because yeah. you have all these kids around. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, he, can, I can understand that. He ultimately, it's something like he said, you need to to see it through. This is your story. It was something like that. So he ended mm-hmm. up sticking with it. And after mm-hmm. the last book came out he said one small pe- one small piece of information from joe rowling save seven years ago snape loved lily gave me a cliff edge to hang on to so and as we said that's why it influenced his snape and honestly is why it's much better than book snape i think yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. like i'm trying to think now like if he didn't continue i feel like there would have been an uproar and I don't think anybody else would have been able to fill that shoe. No, no. way. There's, there's no way. Mm-mm. There's no way. It would have been really a disaster. I mean, it, was, it was difficult enough going from Richard Harris to Michael Gambon. It was. And yeah, that was not a necessity. Yeah. Right. We had no choice in that one. No choice. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, I can't even imagine someone like as iconic as Snape mm-hmm. having to be replaced, yeah. you know, from without Richard. And- he did even if he thought about leaving he did spend a lot of time on set fighting for what he thought was appropriate for his character too Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. he obviously had a lot of care going into it yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. i mean we've said it many times like he's the one who made snape redeemable in the movies Mm -hmm. at least you know or at least relatable he's yeah he's yeah because the book snape is not redeemable he's not relatable he mm-hmm. is essentially a kind of sub villain in yeah. in all the books he's um, a villain who don't... just happens to help you on your quest yeah mm-hmm. um and the only reason he helped you is because you of your mother right who your mother mm-hmm. was that's the only reason he didn't shove you down a staircase right mm-hmm. if your father was if your mother was different he probably would have shoved him down a staircase yep mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay last one why is this one so hard it's because of who he is robbie coltrane he was 72 years old when he passed in october 2022 so just about a year ago now coming up on a year since he passed 
it's because of who he is. He's Hagrid. You know, he may not have had the biggest part in the movies, in the books. Obviously, he had more to do mm-hmm. in in there. But I don't know. Like Hagrid was such a big part of the story and the taking Harry in and making him feel welcome and a part of Hogwarts. You know, I think that's a big thing. And when you saw him as Hagrid, you were like, "He, this is it." You know, you have that feeling. I mean, at least I did about a lot of characters in Harry Potter. But mm-hmm. I know when I saw Hagrid, I was like. That dude, that is Hagrid right there. That's mm-hmm. who I pictured. That's it right there. Yep. And he had a big career too. Same thing before he was in Harry Potter. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of comedies, very well-known actor. But he had to kind of adjust to now being so well-known. Like this really amped up his attention and especially from kids. And he really valued that. And I think that was mm-hmm. so important too and so mm-hmm. special um, coming from him. Yeah. And I forgot he was Lord Dingwall in Brave. He was the voice yes. of Lord Dingwall in Brave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot that too. When I was looking up, I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah. I totally, oh, I mean, I probably would have heard it as soon as I watched the movie. Well, yeah, right. The <laughs> voice. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty distinctive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, just a legend. He's mm-hmm. He's that safe presence that when he shows up, you know, both just with Hagrid and as himself, like you feel like, okay, everything's going to be okay. You know, mm-hmm. you just feel like you feel, you feel safe with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. And I mean, that's so iconic. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about all the key moments, especially in the beginning of what brings you into the magic. And Hagrid is the first big step. He comes yeah. to, mm-hmm. he brought Harry to the house first, yeah. and then he comes to get him and rescue him and take him. Yeah. And yeah, that line, you're a wizard, Harry, that will live in everybody's like lexicon mm-hmm. forever. Oh, always. Forever and ever. Yeah. I re- I mean, I still remember, like, I cannot remember when where I was or what I was doing when Alan or anybody else passed. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I remember where I was and what I was doing and what time of the day it was when I found out that he passed. Mm-hmm. I was at fall retreat last year. I was laying in my bed. I woke up before everybody else. All my kids were still sleeping because I was a leader. I was able to have my phone. So I got on my phone real quick. I looked at Facebook to keep me maybe to bore myself back to sleep. And the first thing I saw when I opened up my Facebook page that morning was Robbie Coltrane had passed. Mm -hmm. And I remember just starting to ball in my bed. Mm -hmm. I, there's not very many actors who, when they have passed that I have cried Mm -hmm. and Harry was one of them. Um, and Robbie was another, mm-hmm. I don't think I cried for anybody else. Not that I can think of off the top of my head and I'm crying now. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he is, he is, he's a big part of, of our childhood. He was the big goofy hair bear that we wanted to have on our side. He, um, his character, like just protecting the trio that he did and, um, how he treated Emma, which I always, I always align myself with Emma growing up, mm-hmm. um, being the book nerd, being the one that um, all the boys made fun of and and thought I was weird and and bossy and and all the things like that was me in middle school and high school like that's how they looked at me, um, and and Haggard was the one to protect her and I I always mm-hmm. felt that protection as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he is probably one of the best characters in the book series for me Mm -hmm. he's so important Mm -hmm. 
really is. Yeah. I don't cry like this anymore for Alan or any of them, but for some reason, Robbie, every time it comes up, I cry. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, he is super important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Really and truly. Yeah. Um, and I, I did take that whole quote from the, sorry, from the in memoriam, <laughs> the last it. one, um, where he does say the legacy of the movies is that my children's generation will show them to their children. So you could be watching it in 50 years time. Easy. I'll not be here, sadly, but Hagrid will. Yes. And it's so poignant. I mean, it's true for all of these people that we've been talking about, but yeah, I mean, Hagrid again was just so special. And they have that great moment in the second movie, you know, mm-hmm. where they really honor Hagrid. And now it's like even more special to look back yeah. on and rewatch because of that. Um, yeah. And his um, agent who had been with him for over 40 years said that the role of, ha- of Hagrid was the reason he received a stream of fan letters every week for over 20 years. And I thought that was so wonderful, too, that he would just get all of these letters from for so many years. So that means generation to generation, new kids coming of age and watching Harry Potter would write to him and say how much they loved him. And I thought that was so special too. Um, And then some of the other tributes like Daniel Radcliffe specifically talked about how Robbie would keep them laughing as kids. And I thought that was great on set because we've talked about like they, they had so much fun on the set and let them be kids. And Daniel said, I have especially fond memories of him keeping our spirits up on Prisoner of Azkaban when we were all hiding from the torrential rain for hours in Hagrid's hut. And he was telling stories and cracking jokes to keep morale up. And I thought that was great. And then James Phelps, who was Fred in in the series, had said on Twitter that when he was 14 years old, he was nervous on his first day on set. But Robbie came over and said, enjoy it. You'll be great. And I thought that was really 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 special too and then of course emma watson she wrote a very long tribute to i, re- I remember yeah but one of my favorite things was that she had said there was no better hagrid you made it a joy to be hermione so you know there's a lot more yeah like there's like a million tributes to him and i was oh, like i can't so many i can't read all of these but yeah you can you can find them on the internet but those are some of my favorite ones but everybody just loved him Everybody really did. They all said he was a big teddy bear. And, you know, again, so he seemed more like Hagrid than not from yeah. what I read about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad there's nobody else. I'm glad, like, <laughs> would you like me to, to, to find there. someone else we can talk no. about? No. no, I'm glad that. Uh, <laughs> no, just ended well, there. No, yeah. No, I'm thinking, like, in my head, I'm like, okay. Maggie, you got to hold that a little bit longer for me. I can't do this yet. I was um, like, I'm going to really struggle if we have to add I'm, somebody else to this list before we get here. So thank know, you, thankfully. Jane Maggie Smith, for making it through. Yeah. It and everybody else. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The world. Yes. Thank you. Well, it's like Maggie's getting up there. Julie Andrews is up there. I, I'm just saying some people Dick Van now, Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. How are you wow. still here? How is Dick Van Dyke the way he is? <laughs> like, not only like, is he so that, old. but he's like, he's, he's, it's as if he was still 20. Yes. Oh, yes. Wait, what is your secret, Dick Van Dyke? What is your secret? Whatever it is, I, I hope I got it. When I think it's age. just laughter. I yeah. really do. I mean, he does seem like he's always having a good time. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Hamill and Harrison. Those yeah. are, those are kind of the ones that, when when it happens because you know sadly someday it's going to mm-hmm. i will lose it again yeah, oh, yeah. those are my those are my influences mm-hmm. 
at least my older ones like if there's younger people who pass that's worse i mean yeah like i said it, some of these made me so sad when i looked at their ages i was like oh it's terrible it is it's so sad but mm -hmm. they i mean most of them sadly not rob um but he protected his younger brother so we i mean he went out kind of a hero's death mm -hmm. um but we got to experience everyone mm -hmm. throughout the whole movie except for richard mm -hmm. everyone was still yeah. around mm -hmm. except for richard harris not yeah Griffith. yeah <laughs> be specific i know that's another thing keep everyone in, yeah. in your head keep everyone straight yeah. um we got to experience and they got to experience this mm -hmm. uh and and they didn't have to leave it in the middle mm -hmm. um which was just not only great for us but probably great for them um because this is one of those series that it is a life-changing series is mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. not it's it's a star wars it's a it's a lord of the rings it's a um actually i kind of would think it's more in, in my head it, it, the influence the worldwide influence is probably more than lord of the rings in my head and maybe even either right there or maybe even more than than star wars um in some aspects mm -hmm. um some aspects not all some. um yeah i'm thinking more of like the later stuff yeah no that's um, valid that's valid yeah um, um I, I would argue that book Lord of the Rings was probably more than Harry Potter just because it was the first one to really go in that direction. Well, I think like, I, I think it's safe to say that Lord of the the book Lord of the Rings and even the book Chronicles of Narnia kind of opened mm -hmm. us up for Harry Potter, absolutely. even though there was That's so fair. much like without those, there would be no Harry Potter. Yeah, they yeah. led the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even though they were even though a lot of <laughs> religious people um went against the books when they came out because they're witchcraft they tend to do and i always love to look at them because some of them were in my in my youth group and i'm like well what are you what lord of the rings they're mm -hmm. like yes but it's it's based on christian faith i'm like but there's orcs and elves and things that are not Goodness. real just right. like in and there's magic so what like you do always it's made up right like it always not real me. It's not a thing. Yes, but it was written by a Christian author. Oh, so that's not fine. really. Yeah. Oh, I mean, well, Christian influence. Lewis, I don't know, something Lewis, of that yes. name. Tolkien, I think he was like, I think he was Catholic at one point, but I think he, I don't know what he was actually like. Like he. But that's the thing. They hold on to that. They hold on that like, he grew up in the Christian faith okay. or the Catholic faith. Okay. I mean, Lord of the Rings. I'm not telling them they're right. No, I know. it just makes me laugh. Just it's, like, no, I, I'm completely with you. It's, I think it's, it's like Lord of the Rings is like literally just it's Celtic mythology with a few vaguely Catholic undertones. Like, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, C.S. Lewis was more. Oh, yeah, I mean, no, it was specifically like straight like up said, yeah, Aslan's God and right. all the or Jesus or whatever mm -hmm. the analogies were. But um, that was the big thing was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, for some reason, someone got thought like made it sound like Tolkien was a faith man, so they clung I, on to that, even if he might not have been towards the end there. Apparently, um, they disagreed on a lot. Him and Lewis, like they would go back and forth on like how to approach, like how to write their stories, letting their beliefs influence them. Like they disagreed hmm. on a lot of things. It was really interesting. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think know. that's natural. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of, I mean, <laughs> the next big debate was between Rawlings and Myers. Right. Oh, yeah. that's Except not Except there wasn't much of a debate. I but... was like, who's debating this? <laughs> I would say, okay, I would say... but back when the back I know, when I remember. started, it I remember. was a pretty big debate. It was. Mm. 
what, it would go be, back and forth. What's the debate though? Like which one's better or which one's um what's which the one... debate? That's the question. Right? <laughs> yeah, that is the question. Um, it it was which one was better when yeah, the books were coming out around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing was uh was that Stephanie didn't know how to kill off her characters. Fair enough. Because Stephanie she didn't, didn't she literally let everyone live. Yeah, yeah. people there should was have no died. climax to any of this nonsense. Yeah, it was it was more of who's a better writer. That's what the debate yeah, was. Yeah. Which I'm a better understand. writer. It was fan fiction versus an actual story. <laughs> in but okay. in yeah. terms of what was popular for young adults, I would put it between Rowling and um, Suzanne Collins, who did the Hunger Games. That's a more fair debate there. It is a more fair debate, but everyone loved both of them. So there was no really like. They didn't want to argue about it. They didn't argue. Which I mean, Hunger Games came out much later than Harry Potter too, but. Yeah. What Mm. else was going on during that time of Potter? Um, Yeah, I don't remember if there was any other big book. I don't remember either. I was so obsessed with Harry Potter. I don't remember. It was Potter, Twilight. On. I don't know if this is going to give me any results, but I'm going to try. Um, no, what other books? I don't want the list of Harry Potter books. See, mm-hmm. I need to be more specific. Apparently, popular books of the 2000s or early um, 2000s. Yeah, that would have been a better search. What did you search for? Don't even want to say it on camera popular books she definitely typed something in that didn't make any sense (laughs) made sense to me popular ya books thank goodness for dan thank you dan um hunger games started at the end sarah Dessen was a big one i remember sarah Dessen being big but she wasn't she was realistic fiction she wasn't wasn't, it wasn't in this friend no um oh christopher polino aragon the aragon books started coming out at the same time mm. um john D- john green was really big during then but again not, not really the same realm. Mm. yeah um oh lightning thief percy jackson was coming out at the same time oh. that was a big one mm. still okay. is there's a new percy jackson book coming out there He's in go. high school now. I'm so excited. Oh, wow. They're still doing books? So they have okay. two five, they have two five book series of Percy Jackson's and now they're starting another one. I'm wow. So okay. But yeah, that would have probably been the bigger, the better comparison was Absolutely. between Rick Riordan and Lightning, uh, Percy Jackson, Lightning Thief and, and Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Yeah. which I'm still going to say Harry Potter is better, even though I have a huge love for Rick Riordan and the Lightning Thief. That is supposed to be coming out next year, I believe. Mm. I'm super excited. Wow. Okay. The book's coming out now. The mm-hmm. series. Right. The series. Disney That's right. Okay. Out. 21 young adult books every millennial read in the 2000s. There you go. Oh, goodness. Perks the Wallflower, Paper Towns, Ugh, Twilight, Hunger Games. That came out in 08. It's loading very slowly. Darn you, BuzzFeed. Truth About Forever. Looking for Alaska. Yeah, a lot of these are uh, realistic fiction was a bigger thing during the 2000s. Mm, yeah. And and that's why there wasn't that many music. debates with yeah. um with uh fantasy mm-hmm. because fantasy wasn't as revered 
And now all that is all we see is fantasy Everything right now. Fantasy, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. we we're going into a we've been in a fantasy. So at some point, people are going to get sick of fantasy and they're going to come back out into realistic fiction. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It comes in waves. It kind like, of you know, yeah. It's a wave thing. Mm-hmm. Come down, come down, or come down, down. I really need them to get into that new wave because I'm sick of having all this crap that I have to shift through to see if it's a good fantasy book to read. Yeah. I feel like we're not far off from that, though. Like, I think people are starting to get kind of fantasy fatigue. I need them to, because I would like better books to come out in fantasy world. When, when we're in a, when I feel like whenever there's a wave of something, that one's having a lot of like random, almost similar books coming out, just Mm -hmm. on repeat. And you have the good ones, the good mm. books, because they're being more picky right. on the other genres that are not in that wave. Mm-hmm. And I need it again because the the crap that's coming out in fantasy right now, I feel like they're all the same. I'm like, well, I too, am too so many, sick of this. Yeah, it's too many people rely on the high fantasy element of like, oh, hey, how am I going to fix this plot hole? Well, magic, something, something, magic, something, something, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it would be more low fantasy that would make it more grounded, like a Game of Thrones type thing where it's, you know... They don't rely so much on the structure of the world, but they're the like the character development, you know. Yeah, we've gotten away from character development. We're not really a character driven um in character driven books anymore. We're in right. plot driven. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that's driving me crazy because I'm a character driven write- writer. Mm-hmm. It gets a reader. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I hated Twilight after I finally got out of that haze, because it is character driven and there's no character. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? You know there's no character. You know. <laughs> All right, we are way off topic. We did wander off a bit. We did. We got sad and then talked about something that. else. So we needed to get our minds off of the sadness because Ashley was bawling. Yeah. I don't please don't put that in a video anywhere. I really I mean you can just be nice. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm not gonna make like a TikTok about you crying. Okay, good. Because there was a lot of more crying moments for me in this oh series. My <sighs> oh my gosh. Um, so I don't know what to tell you guys about next week because oh boy. Uh we don't really have anything planned for September yet. As we discovered. Yeah. yeah um, we I, I thought we were gonna be talking about D23 Expo, but that only happens to every other year, from what I was told. No, it's happening Sunday to September 10th. Are you sure that it's the actual D23 Expo? That's what it's saying. It's on the D23 website. Mm. Because this year was 100 years. I wonder if they're doing it because it hit 100. It's already sold out. Well, of course, it's it's August, but... (laughs) Okay, so Pixie Dusters, there's a potential of us talking about a d23 expo if there actually is one going on but it, there's a des- it's called it destination, destination? D- yeah, yeah destination that's not the same D23. thing that's a different that's thing. not that's not the expo no the expo okay. is next year which All is right. probably still sold out even though it's next year. probably yeah so i don't we we I don't know what pondered talking about disney plus day We've also pondered talking about what it's like to be a pass holder and what it's like to be a part of the DVC, which is the Disney Vacation Club. If that's actually what we do, come next week to find out. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
Dan told us just so every our our listeners know, especially if he's your favorite voice on this podcast, um, he is going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, I think starting, would you say September uh, 8th? September, yeah, September 8th, 9th. Okay. Uh-huh. So he might be in one more episode before he has to take a hiatus. He um, does something really cool at a certain park that we're not going to tell you unless he wants you to, uh, wants to, but he uh, is going to be doing that for mm-hmm. the Halloween season. Yeah. And then he will be returning in will, November. Yes, I will mm-hmm. return in November. I, I would talk about it. I just don't know how much I'm allowed to actually talk about via social media. So, because they're real picky about like. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't even know. If I mean, process elimination will probably so. figure it out. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we will see you Pixie Dusters next week. We hope you enjoyed our Harry Potter uh, summer and mm-hmm. we will see you back at Disney next wednesday maybe i don't know well there'll be somewhat something will come out i don't know there'll be an episode it'll be there (sighs) oh boy all right (laughs) bye-bye thanks for listening to the pixie dust twins podcast featuring dan the show is written and produced by Ashley and Sammy, except for those manifestos, which are all written by Dan himself. Intro and audio editing by Sammy, logo created by Ashley. The show is produced as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Make sure you check out all of our other shows and have a magical day. Listen, you're in a privileged position to learn a thing or two. Keep your mouth shut and your eyes open. Hey, I'm Robert with Limitless Broadcasting Network, and you might know me from shows like You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast, The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain, and more. I'm here to talk to you about my new show, premiering exclusively on the Limitless Broadcasting Network. It's called Robbie Reviews. It's a new movie review podcast show that lets you know exactly what movies you should see this summer and which movies you should stay away from this summer. So if you are into movies just like I am, you're going to love this podcast. This ship cannot be crewed by two men. You'll never make it out of the bay. Son, I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. Savvy? I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) Smile on that face. Not gonna kill me. You know I came and killed his son. You know I came and put a bullet in Sean's head because Sean was disloyal. If you were anybody else, Tariq, you'd already be dead. The moment you let Tommy in the penthouse to kill me was the moment you were no longer my son, and now you're my enemy. It's going to exclusively premiere on the Limitless Broadcasting Network. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.